Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The following is rated MA. Some people may find it offensive. It contains language, adult themes and immature content, as well as fart jokes. There will be lots of fart jokes. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. Expansion, semi-finals, players changing clubs, bathroom shenanigans, rugby league. It is the game that never sleeps. There's always something to talk about. This is the Weekly Wodge. I'm Andy Raymond. Welcome. This is the only podcast out there that gives you players, coaches and dribblers all in the one sitting. A podcast built from 30 plus years of relationships and I've called in all of the favours from the game's finest just for you, you good looking bunch of scallywags. Here, we don't do opinions, we do interviews and we've got eight of them in this episode alone. Let's rip in, legends. I love loose units and delighted to have one of the senior playing group of my loose unit 13 join me. Parramatta lock Nathan Brown has lobbed. Mate, who else would get a run in the loose unit 13? Well, in the side, in the parasite? Uh, yeah, yeah. Which heels are a little on the loose side and blokes you might have played against that would be able to play in the loose 13? Uh, definitely Sam Burgess. Yes, correct. Yeah. He's uh, he'll be up there, the number one pick. Yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> right. He'll be captain, coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a few. There's a lot, to be honest. Uh, me, I, I like Sammy. Me and Sammy get along really well, and he obviously, you know, he's the same sort of position. So, yep. Um, as he's probably my top top pick. Um, what, about, what about at the Eels? Is there a loose one that pretends then? Oh. Fergo. Yeah, yeah, Fergo. Yeah, Fergo is I – I think he's more than loose. He's just, yes. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you can describe Fergo, to be honest. Yeah, no, nah, fair call. Mate, let's talk footy. Let's talk the new rules. Has it changed anything in how a lock forward plays or how a lock forward needs to play? Has much changed? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, you see a lot of um, a lot of top teams, you know, they're lock forward. You know, touch a ball a lot more yep. than uh, previous year. You know, get got to get their hands on the ball quite a bit. So, um, yeah, you sort of play that. You know, first receiver um, to, to to you know outside backs and the fullbacks and stuff like that. So, yeah, it sort of changes here. You know, the you know especially the um, you know the speed of the game. You know, it's all based around the middle of the ruck. And um, yeah, I think yeah, this year is a lot forward. You you definitely got to. Um, increase your ball skills. Mate, are you travelling more distance? Are you running more? Do you have to be fitter uh, under the new rules in this modern game? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, obviously the the six to goes and, um, you know, the ball in play. Yeah. Um, long guys, um, you know, you got to you got to guess. I guess you got to, yeah, be a lot more fitter. And, um, yeah, it's well, something that 
you know, not many two people like, but it's nah. kind of harder training, so. <laughs> yeah, more cardio and cardio yeah, sucks. More, we all know that. Yeah, yeah more cardio, but, um, yeah, no, I enjoy it. It's, um, yeah, definitely I think it, it suits me a lot more. Um, obviously, being a bit of a smaller smaller body in the mm. middle, um, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, I'll try to get as much, um, you know, the speed of the game a bit, bit more, to be honest, so I don't have to. All the big boys get tired and yeah. all the light boys get <laughs> last a bit longer. Exactly right. Momentum in games. You mentioned the restarts and the, the six agains. It seems to swing more often uh, and a lot more line breaks. There's a few times in a game where the look on players' faces is like, is this ever going to end? How do you keep going? Yeah, it's sort of oh, probably just your, your mental um, sort of um, yep. Fitness is always obviously you got to be physically fit, but you obviously got to be mentally fit. I guess um, you know obviously this game it's it's a lot um, yeah quicker and, and faster and stuff. Yep. So uh, probably you know your your mental um, state has to be has to be a lot more um, stronger this year. And uh, you know it's you know that fitness or all, all, all that you know type of training and stuff. The the um you know the hard bits don't last. Um, you know, it doesn't last forever, so you just got to get through that sort of period in the game where you're under the pump and you you need to change your momentum. And yeah, once you get an opportunity, you just got to, I guess, uh, flick the switch and, and change your change your uh, mentality. Good luck on the weekend, big nuts. Thanks for dropping in. No worries, thanks, brother. If you're a regular listener of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, you would have heard our Legends Series interview with Broncos coach Kevin Walters. It's episodes 51, 52. It's an awesome insight into the man. However, he did reveal he's an emotional type of guy and that he's a crier and that he actually got sent off for crying playing footy as a kid. Jake Turpin has logged, mate, our buddy Kevy. Is he keeping his emotions intact so far? Um, look, I think he's definitely very passionate um, and definitely very passionate about the Broncos. So you can definitely see that he gets a bit emotional sometimes when he's you know, making his speeches before we go out you know, to play or about just before we're about to run out. So I think that's pretty pretty obvious how passionate he is. Um, but he's been pretty good, mate. He wants to um, get to know all the players and... And um, you know, connect with us on a, on a on a level that we can you know connect with him too. So um, he's definitely passionate, which is which brings out his emotions. He's a really relaxed type of guy naturally, but I guess as a head coach, you can't always be that relaxed, nice guy. You've got to have a bit of an edge about you, I guess, and not let the players get too comfortable. It's just part of the dynamic that makes up a, a footy club. Yeah, for sure, and definitely he's definitely got you know all our respect in before he comes to the to the club. He's a yeah. you know premiership winner at this club, a legend of this club, and a legend of the game. So he's got that aura about him when he walks around, and I think that's pretty important as a coach. Coaches and players are mates, although there does have to be a bit of separation, I guess. I'm going to put you on the spot, mate. What would be the hardest thing about being a head coach and remaining in control of thirty or forty young blokes? Yeah, it would be pretty tough, especially at our club. We got that many young blokes here, and yeah. um, I remember. I think everyone knows. You know, when you're growing up, you like having a bit of fun. But I think something that Kerry does really well, he has um, a lot of fun with us when we're not training. Yep. You know, he can have a laugh with us and have you know have a joke within the meetings with us. But then when it's time to train or it's time to be serious, he's very serious, and he you know he puts that face on. And then you know he's so he's very good at the, you know knowing when it's time to have fun and knowing when it's time to work. 
You probably don't remember too much of Kevy as a footballer because you were too young, but from videos and highlights, uh, what do you make of him as a, a rugby league player? I think it was just very competitive. Um, you know, hated losing, um, and you can still see that now, you know what I mean? So um, he's very competitive and, and, and definitely you know, hated losing, and that, that's the biggest thing that I've, you know, sort of picked up as a coach from him. Um, he just wants to win. And he rubs off that winning, you know, mentality on all of us players. Thanks for the chat. Great, man. Good luck on the weekend. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, give us some love. Go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then whack in a five-star rating and a review. As random and weird-ass as you like. Funniest weekly review wins an unfiltered trucker's hat. Yeah, bribery. Get to it, legends. It's that easy to win. The winner of this week's Unfiltered Series 1 Trucker's Hat is Tuckwell Tommy, 1968. He wrote, if I wanted to hear opinions, I'd listen to the missus. I want interviews. I want an insight. This pod is the Colin, and I love it. Legends Series to relax and the weekly wodge to pump me up for the weekend. Hit me with some, Mr. Raymond. Thank you, Tuckwell Tommy, 1968. Thank you for the review, my man. And I already have your details, and the trucker's cap is on its way. If you'd like to win one of the caps, simply leave a review on the app you're currently listening on, and it could be you next week. You can be serious. You can have some fun like Tommy and make us laugh. Tell us if you've got a mate that loses line bets by half a point every week or who your most annoying politician or favourite footballer is. Something, anything, anything that's different, that'll get our attention. It actually doesn't matter what you write, as long as you do, be sure to go five stars with it. A cap is one every week. Every club has different personalities and different characters. You actually need that to make a club successful and enjoyable. They spend a lot of time together, these guys. In every club, there's a serious guy, there's a loose unit, there's a joker, there's the serial pest annoying one, there's a coach's pet, there's a naughty kid. It's like a classroom of (laughs) 12-year-olds. Our job here is simple. It's to find out who's who at the Bulldogs, all in fun and the chance to sledge a teammate. From the kennel, Joe Stimson has joined us. Firstly, mate, which one are you? Where do you fit in in this group and your personality? Oh, I'm a bit of a hybrid, I reckon. I'm a bit serious, but also I could be a serial pest if um, I know I can get under your skin. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, a bit of a hybrid, I reckon. Okay, who's the serious one? Who is it? Oh, it's pro- it probably oh, it has to be the skip, Joshy yeah. Jackson. But, yeah, he always – no, but in saying that, he always has a laugh, but – um, yeah, either him or uh, oh, who else? Oh, Luke Thompson. Luke Thompson's pretty serious when he gets into the gym. He loves his weights, so the big fella's always about technique, and if you're not doing it right, he'll let you know. So, okay. the big fella. My yeah. man, Jacko, uh, serious one. Good for a captain to be like that, but, geez, he sets the standards, doesn't he? He is just a wonderful leader. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't – yeah, couldn't speak highly enough for Jacko. He's – um. Yeah, on and off the field, he's a leader, but at the same time, he's got a good switch of, um, yeah, like sort of, sort of uh, yeah, turn the footy brain off and you can talk to him about anything you want. And, yeah, he's a great leader and, yeah, the way he plays is something that I really admire. Um, yeah, the way he pushes himself to mm. absolute limits every week. Like, you're watching him now. He's playing 80 minutes in the middle, like, 
the way yeah the game's played now that's pretty um that's unbelievable yeah. he's doing it week in week out so no he's very um yeah really good to model your game off that's for sure okay we've been nice to one of your teammates time for some <laughs> sledging who's the class clown at the bulldogs oh the class clown would have to be probably brandon wakem okay he's up there and uh uh ren ran off a tony at the moment he's um yeah he's been up in lockdown at the moment he's uh yeah been a Getting under my skin a little bit, so yeah, he's good fun. He's good fun, but who's the coach's pet? The one that always wins the cardio challenges, always standing and chatting with the coach and brown nosing. Oh, uh, that's definitely Adam Elliott. He um, so he's got his own um, a coffee machine in his room, and he's always like, "Oh, Baz, can you please come over and I'll make you a coffee in the morning." And yeah, it's a bit sucky, but um, yeah, no, he, he always wins the challenges because he's the fittest. But yeah, he definitely tries a bit hard. <laughs> Who's the annoying one? Normally, it's a half or a hooker. Uh, I'd have to probably say Corey Riddell, back rower. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yep. He's um he's up there. He's um always coming to my room at the moment and yeah talking shit and yeah just being a pest, leaving all of his leaving all his rubbish around and stuff. Another second generation footballer at the Bulldogs, mate. I love it. Thanks for the insight, and we'll chat again soon. All good. From the Parramatta City Titans to the West Tigers, not a huge transformation on the surface. The transformation I want to talk about may embarrass our next guest on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. That's not my intention at all, but I speak the truth, kiddies. This bloke is just 25 and has already forged a wonderful reputation as a complete professional, a leader at his club, the guy that others look to who sets the standards. That's what your teammates say, Alex Twile. It's a nice rap to be thought of like that by your peers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it's, I take pride in, you know, making sure that I, you know, live up to a high standard every day and, you know, give something for the younger blokes to, you know, sort of look to, you know, and, you know, be a good example for them. And, you know, we've got obviously some really young, exciting players, you know, the family of Tukamanu yep. and um, Tommy McKayley and, and blokes like that, you know, who sort of just starting out there in our real career, but... You know, if I can, if I can, you know, provide them with, you know, a bit of, you know, um, high, you know, high standards, then, yep. you know, I think it'll go a long way in, you know, doing my job. The term professional rugby league player, it's not just professional for eighty minutes on the weekend. It's it's a, a way of life, isn't it? Really, and and you're big on that, uh, filling in the blanks between kickoff and uh, and the next kickoff. Like you're very regimented throughout your week. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's you know we're professional athletes, and you know this career is you know it's not long lived. So it's just about making the most of it and making sure that you know you know week to week, you know I'm, I'm putting my processes in place and you know giving myself the best chance to play good football on the weekend. How strict and disciplined are you with your prep, mate? Ah, uh, look, you know, I think you know like a lot of the rest, the rest of the NRL, you know, there's professional players, you know, at every club, but yep. you know, I'm pretty strict with it in terms, you know, making sure I get my eight hours sleep and. You know, all the diet, you know, making sure that, you know, I stay on top of my food, you know, all them little things that, you know, there's no talent required. I, I sort of, you know, really take pride in them and making sure that, you know, I live them up to a high high standard. Love that term, no talent required. And, mate, I think we can say respectfully that your chip and chase or your finishing down the sideline might not be your strength. So it is about 
being able to extract the very best with the tools that you've been given, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. I've never really prided myself on being the most talented player, or you know, the guy that's going to you know kick and chase and <laughs> score three tries a game. But um, yeah, if I can, if I can just you know do the best with what you know and you know try and prove every day, then you know I feel like you know I'm giving myself a good chance. And mate, you came through the grades as a Parramatta junior. Really interested to know who did you look to as the influencers, the professionals, when you were coming through as a young bloke, who set the standard for you to follow? Yeah, look, I wasn't at Para for very long. No. But, um, you know, there was there was a lot of blokes there at the time. You know, you had your, you know, your Tim Manners and, you, you know, your, yep. uh, you know, there was, you know, there was, a, there was a couple of other players, you know, that really, you know, set a high standard. So, you know, you sort of look at them and try, you know, pick their brains and see what they're doing and how you can, you know, take it into your everyday life from you. Pleasure chatting, big guy. Wonderful insight too. Keep it up and we'll chat again soon. Thanks, Legend. Hope you're following us on social media. That way you get your say on topics of the week, upcoming guests, question and answer podcast coming up over the off-season, latest news, debates, theories. We'll keep you updated on who and what is coming up on the potty as well. There's also exclusive offers and free shit. Our social media handle, The Andy Raymond, and we can be found Facey, Insta and Twitter. Griffin Air Conditioning, the best of the best, servicing the Sydney metro area for both domestic and commercial air conditioning installations and maintenance. They've got it all. And Galaxy Finance, for all your financial needs, concerns or questions. If you've got a worry, any issues or just need some clarity, call them now. Both companies are offering specials for unfiltered listeners. Contact them, tell them you heard about them on the Unfiltered Podcast. They will sort you 100%. Their contact details are on our website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Check them out there with direct links. They're the best and the best at what they do, and they're here to look after unfiltered listeners. If you'd like to be part of the Unfiltered team, get in touch. Go to the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Hit the sponsorship tab. We've got several different levels of sponsorship that cater to all levels of business and budget. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. The Legend series, I love it. I hope you do too. You know, at any time, you can go back and listen to a Legend series interview. Actually, any of our podcasts. All of them are timeless. So it actually doesn't matter when you listen to them. And even though you may not have heard them when they first came out, they're timeless. They won't date and they will make sense. They're ready for you for when you're ready. And on the Legend Series this week, a fucking cracking story with many great yarns with the spud Mark Carroll, who joins us this week, mate. You've just released your book named Spud, in which you tell us about your stink with Russell Crowe. Do tell. Give us give us something. Give us a preview of what's in the book. I can't give you too much because I want you to go and buy it at penguin.com.au. But, uh, yeah, we have a, a few um, Russell's uh, scuffs here and there. But go and buy the book and find out. But um, there's one there's one chapter there about the time he nearly broke his leg. Um, <laughs> we're very competitive and... He got away from me. I went to give him the old ankle tap. I, I did a fantastic Johnny Raper cover tackle and uh, nearly snapped this bloke's leg. But um, thank God he's uh, he turned out okay. 
Mate, the book is so honest. That's just you, though. Was there a story or a time in your life that actually hurt looking back on as you prepared for the book? Great, great question. Um, uh, I've fulfilled everything I wanted to do in life, mate. Uh, like I said, as a kid, you dream about playing first grade. But when you get to first grade, then you think, okay, I want to play rep footy. And then yeah. I played for Australia before I played New South Wales. Not many players have done that, uh, but I was fortunate enough to do that. But when I got my first pair of blue pants and blue jersey and socks, I slept in them all night and then to play for your, um, you know, to win a comp, top it off. Mate, I've, I've, I've ticked every box. It's 2021. How were you reflecting back to that 1997 grand final, the famous one? Famous for you, not for me. <laughs> it still stings, doesn't it, mate? Yeah, go on. What's the next question? Yeah, okay. Hey, before you go, Premiership 2021, what are you thinking? Can anyone stop the storm? Oh, I've got a feeling South. Yeah. I really believe the Wayne Bennett factor. He loves this time of year. It's his last year. They want to put him out a winner. Uh, the timing has just been impeccable. Um, they, they still haven't played for a full 80-minute F and they're still putting 50 or 60 on side. So is that one game and it could be the grand final. The book Spud, the Mark Carroll story, it's out now. It's available online everywhere. A cracking read, a cracking fella. Well worth a look, legends. If you missed it, let's wind the clock all the way back to episodes 36 and 37. One of the finest, the little general, Stacey Jones. Six years of battles in 2001, you guys made the final series for the first time. Was it a relief? Was it a reward? Did it feel like the tough times all of a sudden were worth it? Yeah, it certainly was a uh, was a relief. Um when I look back at it, I mean, we we played Melbourne and Melbourne in the second to last game of the season. We we drew the game and mm. we walked off the field like we'd lost. And we walked in the changing room and and Daniel and um, Kempy were were in the room jumping up and down cheering. We were like, well, we drew the game. Yeah. We should have won that game. They said, well, we've just made the playoffs. So you know, and, and that that time, okay, all right, it felt more maybe a relief that the first time the yep. Warriors had made a playoff and. Probably not the right attitude we should have had at the time. It was like, okay, made the playoffs. What's the next job? And yeah. next job, we went to Parramatta. We played a, a cracking hot um, team in 2001 at Parramatta and got 50 put on us. So, yeah. <laughs> you were also named co-captain with Kevin Campion. Was that a special honour? What did it mean for you to captain the Warriors? Yeah, it was special um, for me captaining the Warriors. Obviously, uh, playing there as a... A 19-year-old going through all the all those other years beforehand, and then given the opportunity to captain alongside Campo, um, and we worked really well together. Oh, I love captaining the team with Campo. He, you know, we were both never big, big talkers. Yeah. Um, um, you know, we sort of were more what we did with actions, more so Campo. Um, but it was a good balance. Yep. Um, that group, um, Campo coming in and coming in and what he'd achieved in the game, winning premierships with, with Brisbane and going to grand finals with um, St. George and that. So, you know, we knew that we had a, a leader there that had, had been there and done that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it was a really good balance and, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. He's ridden more horses than John Wayne and tough well, 
Chuck Norris calls him when he's in trouble. Jason Hetherington, Bulldog, Marone, Kangaroo and Storyteller. Mate, best verbal on the field, either you giving it to someone or someone giving it to you. Have you got a memory of uh, a sledge? Oh, not... I wasn't real big on the verbal side of it. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, personally, I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd... You wouldn't start anything? No, no, I didn't verbal much. Um, you know, if if you just try and square up and keep yeah. it quiet and do what you had to do and, yeah. you know, if someone did something, you wouldn't whinge to the referee or, you know, you wouldn't go and report it or... Square up You'd just scrum. square up and... Yeah. Well, one way or another. And... Yeah. You know, I'm still hunting my grade eight teacher, so I, I had a <laughs> I, I had a good memory. I'd just stick her in the memory bank and think I got you know maybe two, three, five, ten years to square up here. Is there so, one bloke that you didn't square up with that that you in retirement think, oh shit, jeez, I wish I'd have got him a beauty? No, nah, not really. Um, you know, there was always. It was always that little bit of rivalry with certain players, and, yeah. you know. And oh, Spud was a a bloke that you know we used to go at each other, and you know Tony Butterfield had a head on him like a black butt stump, and uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm quite I'm quite sure that Butch used to knock the ball on purposely just to pack a scrum <laughs> so he could yes. get in there. But I remember one time Spud and I had been hammering away with the heads, you know, yeah. being a clunking and. Anyway, I said, Spud, listen, I, I, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm not going to go away. I said, but by the time I'm finished with you, I reckon I'm, you won't be able to get your hat on your head till about next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he had a bit of a laugh. and Yeah, but yeah, it was always that little bit of rivalry up front there. Um, but yeah, Spud but, was easy to engage into a stink too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spud and I used to get into it a bit actually in yeah. the scrums. Um and it, it was just that bit of rivalry. We yeah. look, look forward to playing each other and having a bit of a headbutt and carrying on. But that was the good old days. Um, but yeah, butts, butts certainly had a ex- extremely thick forehead and hard head, and knew how to use it. And yeah. and, and I will say too, um, you know, you got to remember, I went to Canterbury as a five eight. I'd never packed a scrum in my yeah. life. And and I had Martin Bella my first year, and I I got the utmost respect for Marty for for what you know what he taught me in rugby league, yep. and you know it was was amazing. Roles change in 2012. Our guest was a young buck and he was absorbing information wherever and however he could. A decade on and he's the guy that others look to in terms of leadership, in terms of professionalism and setting the example. Josh Mansour, how's that role fit with you? Is it natural or not being a a locker room leader? Yeah, I don't know. I think I've kind of adopted the role over the last couple of years, um, especially last year. Um, I've kind of got pushed into the role and I love it. I really do. Yep. Um, I kind of like to lead more by my actions rather than me speaking. Um, 
I'll leave that to the other leadership, uh, leader guy, uh, leadership guys in the team. But uh, for myself, me personally, uh, yeah, I just love to be as professional as I can, be as prepared as I can for every training sh- session, every game. And um, hopefully that um, kind of, yeah, just uh, drip, uh, drip feeds for, uh, throughout the, the whole team. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been good. There's no substitute for speed. We hear that all the time. But also the reality is there's nothing quite like experience. You train smarter, then you play smarter. True or false? Definitely true. Definitely true. Like looking back when I first started playing, um, all the stuff that I know now I wouldn't have known back then, obviously. So um, obviously it's surrounding yourself with good players as well, good coaches. Um, I was very fortunate enough to have a lot of of those quality players and uh, coaches in my career. So um, mate, I've had a really privileged career at this point, um, and uh, hopefully, I can make something special with uh, with a super coach this year, and uh, of course, the bunnies. You're regarded, rightfully so, and I don't mean to embarrass you, but you're regarded as a complete professional by your peers, which is a lovely way to be looked at. How different are you in terms of preparation from when you debuted in 2012 to now in 2021? Uh, to be totally honest, not that, not that much different. Um, wow. I think the only thing that's changed probably is my eating routines and uh, my diet. Um, but yeah, ever I, I just feel like I'm in a very privileged position, and, and um, I want to make the most of um, opportunities every time I, I get the get the chance. So, um, if that's you know obviously training, uh, even if it's in the gym or um, of course playing a football game, um, you get your confidence from preparation. Um, that's, okay. that's where I get my confidence from. So, um, yeah, not that much different. Are you rigid in your preparation, physically and mentally, or are you a creature, a habit, and each week has to be the same? Uh, well, I think the last couple of years I've had to kind of adapt. Um, obviously, with last year, we've gone into lockdown, um, you know, being separated from family, friends, uh, not being able to go out and socialise, stuff like that. You know, I like to kind of get away from footy from time to time, yeah. but um, being, being on repeat every single week, it, it kind of gets boring. But um, for me personally, I just wanted to try and change change it up as much as I could. And, um, yeah, I feel like I've really the last couple of years have really tested me in that regard, but I've adapted. Really appreciate the insight, mate. A beauty chat again with you soon, I hope. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. Finals time is almost upon us, so to another little celebration. The podcast is turning one next week, and what we have for you is off the fucking charts. Almost 250 episodes in 12 months and next week's three episode legend series interview may well be the best yet, the biggest as well. Hope everyone is doing okay, okay considering the state of play around the country at the moment. Stay safe, legends. Thinking of you all as we battle through this shit, I hope that for the last half hour or so we've allowed you to take your mind off the nonsense and relax with some really cool footy talk. Have a cracking week. Catch you next time. Don't forget to back Pikey in the last.